0: from Knoxville along the banks of the mighty Tennessee River. This is the Startup Knox podcast featuring interviews with local entrepreneurs about their startups. I'm your host, Brandon Bruce, and today we continue our special series of interviews with black entrepreneurs. We're recording in partnership with the 100 Knoxville Initiative, which aims to increase revenue at black-owned businesses in Knoxville by $10 million over the next five years. Today, we're talking with Shanidra Matthews, founder of Sea Portraits and Magazine, a photography company that produces magazines and hosts business classes. Sea Portraits provides customized photography services for business, modeling, families, weddings, and graduations. Shanidra launched the company in May 2015. Today, she has more than 50 customers. Welcome to the show, Shanidra.
1: Hello. Thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. Thanks for coming on. So, you know, the big elephant in the room for 2020 has been the pandemic. Uh, How has that affected your business at Sea Portraits?
1: Um, when COVID hit, this pandemic hit, um, I closed down my physical location, um, because I didn't want to accrue any debt that, um, you know, was unnecessary until the pandemic ended. Um, so I did, um, close down my physical location, um, that was located on Middlebrook. Um, but then it also, um, expanded, um. my visions and um, God downloaded extra for me to uh, become versatile because in business you have to become versatile when stuff hits, you can't just give up or, you know, shut down your business. You have to just find ways, figure out ways. What do I do from here? So, um, I have uh, learned how to do virtual photo shoots. Um, And I'm saving more money because if someone does want on location uh, with office options, you can um, just um, pay for one of their offices so I can still do on location photo shoots if needed.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. I think, I mean, you hit the nail on the head, but it's been a year of versatility. I think that's that's the perfect word among many others. Uh, for 2020, what what is a virtual photo shoot? You piqued my curiosity with that. How does that work?
1: Yes, we st- I started the virtual photo shoots and I send emails to the customers um, after the consultation, after we discuss what type of photo shoot they want, then they'll receive an email. They'll also receive a video of an example of how um, they should set up um, so that they can be well prepared. Uh, for the photo shoot, and then once we get um on the virtual photo shoot, then they'll be in front of the camera doing the several different poses that um, is needed.
0: Very cool. Yeah, and it sounds like overall you've not only been able to pick up business on the virtual front, but also like you talked about, reduce some costs and get a little bit more flexible in the business model. Do you foresee being able to? reopen a physical location in the future or do you think that this may be kind of a a permanent pivot that you go without a studio um, and and stay versatile?
1: Yes, I would love to go back to physical because I like the um, interaction with my customers, Um, the physical interaction um, with my customers. Um, But I'm also going to continue the virtual because it it helps people to be, uh, it helps you know, people to be able to take my classes, flip, um, you know, on their time, um, and it helps them to also be able to. Um, it helps them to also um, be able to take their pictures in the comfort of their own homes. You know, if they aren't able to make a photo shoot, there's a second way to you know take the pictures. Virtually,
0: Yeah, absolutely. And w- one of the things I know we talked about uh, back and forth before we started the recording is that you're a certified DBE business through the Knoxville Metropolitan Airport Authority. And you've worked with them for about three years. Uh, what is a DBE business and, and how did the relationship with the airport start?
1: Um, it's a disadvantage uh, business enterprise, I think. I'm not sure of the E, but it's for disadvantaged businesses that are um, black-owned businesses, women-owned, minority-owned businesses, um, women-owned of any race. um, Just the disadvantaged businesses, like the disadvantaged uh, type of businesses that um, doesn't have all the same opportunities. Um, The airport contacted me on LinkedIn, and they um, were wanting a photographer uh, to take pictures of their events. And I had took um, pictures of their events. Uh, I've been taking pictures of their events, their outreach events, since about three years now, since 2017.
0: That's really awesome. That's neat that they reached out to you uh, via LinkedIn. And you were able to start the relationship that way. I mean, I think it shows, uh, A, uh, great work by the airport authority, you know, looking for uh, vendors uh, that can serve them best. And also pr- pretty neat testimonial for LinkedIn as a platform. Uh, important to have a presence there so that possible customers can find you and, and connect with you and you can start doing business with them. I think that's great. Um, you know, I, I, and you mentioned the, the DBE, right? The Disadvantaged Business Enterprise. Uh, have there been any unique challenges? that you faced being a Black-owned, woman-owned business?
1: Uh, yes. Um, I am a single mother. So um, with being Black and also being a single mother, um, I faced the challenge of um, not having any child care. Uh, when I started, um, I thought that I would get childcare care assistance um, because I thought that but I couldn't because um, they only want you to work 20 hours a week, and uh, you know you can't make over a certain amount of money, and they do not support if you're starting a business. So I decided to take the leap of faith and just go for it without any child care. And my kids were two and five at the time that I started, so um, I had to. Um, uh, start my business with nothing I was at level zero when I started I mean nothing no assistance no anything um, I was living on based on income uh, but um, thankfully as my business grew and me taking a leap of faith God provided avenues for me to make extra income and yeah, that-,
0: that is so impressive yes and I think also so interesting from a, you know, kind of from a high level policy standpoint. I think it's really interesting because our uh, country at its core is so entrepreneurial, right? I mean, that's the classic uh, American spirit: uh, creating a new business, right? Taking a project and and running with it, and yet that path isn't necessarily recognized as a uh, traditional path, right? The, it sounds like uh, to receive the assistance with childcare, they wanted to see a more traditional career path versus you were aiming for the stars. Let's, let's start a business, right? Uh, uh, be able to chart your own course and you've been, you've been successful in doing that, which I think is just phenomenal.
1: Thank you. It's, it's hard, but, um, you know, uh, once I took the loop of faith, um, God just guided it through. Um, and it hasn't been easy. And, That's what I teach in my classes is that it's not going to be easy. And when you take the leap of faith, when you start trying to start your business, you're going to get hit with 50 million things. And it's like, what are you going to do? Are you going to quit the moment stuff hits you? Or are you going to keep going?
0: And is it, is it that mindset that you think kind of that entrepreneurial mindset that you're trying to convey in your classes where you're teaching other entrepreneurs, you know, how to get started and get into business is it also just something of letting them know what's coming? Um, you know, what are those things that, that people can learn to build up their sense of resilience, so that when those fifty million things like you're talking about come up, that they have the confidence to push forward.
1: You see, instead of you looking at it as a negative, see it as a positive. Like, okay, this is my confirmation that I'm in the right path. If there's confrontation on this end, that means I'm going in the right direction. If there's no, conf- if I, you know, uh, if I had, I would have no confrontation if I had, you know, decided to just start the business. I mean, not start the business and, you know, just accept and, you know, have to work only 20 hours a week and make just nothing and try to survive. Or I can, you know, um, see that confrontation as I'm you know, not a lot, helping me as a confirmation that I'm in the right. Going in the right direction. It's, it is really, a mindset yeah. thing. You have to you have to change your mindset from always seeing things negatively to seeing it as an opportunity.
0: Yeah, looking for that friction, that resistance, those obstacles as as opportunity. Like the things that are indicating to you uh, that you're on the right path. Um, have there been? Have there been? You're a mentor to so many new entrepreneurs. Have there been? Organizations, people uh, in Knoxville that you look up to as mentors uh, that have helped you along your journey?
1: I started my business um, right after I completed the co starter program at the Knoxville area urbanly. And my uh, advisor, my mentor was TC. Yeah. um, I had a totally different uh, business. Plan, we had to write a business plan. My business plan that I wrote out was totally different than what I'm doing. It had nothing to do with photography. Um, it was just, you know, I was going to basically have everyone work for me and manage because that's what I went to school for for business management. And I know how to manage things. Um, but TC challenged me and he said, What is it that you love to do that doesn't seem like work? He said, that's what I want you to do, your business plan. And I said, well, I like taking pictures, but that's not, you know, I'm trying to, you know, support my family. That's not going to make it. He was like, that's what I want you to do. Do your research and write. And I only had, uh, I think, a week before we had to uh, say our um, business plan. So I had to do my research within a week and write my business plan for photography. I never um, considered photography. It was just um, what I had to do my business plan on. Uh, And TC, uh, he liked the the photography business plan more than he liked, um, you know, my other business plan because it was something that I loved to do. And I never went to school, honestly, for photography. Um, And I thought that you can't start a business with something you didn't go to school for. But um, your gift is already in you. Um, it's something that you love to do, you know, that is effort, you know, effortless. You can always enhance your gift, but it's already something that comes natural. Um, you don't need to, you don't necessarily have to go to school for your gift. Does that make yeah,
0: sense? Well, yeah. And what, what great advice. And, when, and, and for the listeners, when you talk about TC, that's Terrence Carter. He's the VP of Workforce and Economic Development at the Knoxville Area Urban League. And the program that you were describing is the Co-Starters Program. How did you first hear about uh, Co-Starters? Because it sounds like that was a big turning point, really. I mean, it was the inspiration, the beginning of your focus on photography as not only something that you really like to do, but also as a business.
1: Um, yes. Um, well, I was actually there uh, looking for a better uh, job because they also have... Um, at the Urban League, they have all types of job search. And um, I spoke with one of the counselors, and I told him, um, he was like, what are you looking for? I was like, business management. I really want to start my business. But um, I said, I guess I'll get up my skills uh, to start my business. And um, the guy had told me about the co-starter class. Um, I think his name was Bill. Uh, I can't remember his name. Uh, it's been about five and a half years, but um, he um, told me about the co-starter class, and he said, "Why not try to uh, start the co-starter class?" I'll probably have to wait until I get out of here because these doors are loud, and I don't want that on your podcast. Um, That's
0: not it? Yeah, it's not a problem. Well, and you know, and I think you know what you talked about before we even started recording was you know hey there's it might be kind of a challenging audio environment today but that you know you really wanted to make sure that we were able to record and that you know you really viewed it through the prism of setting an example in your family right setting an example for your kids like hey when you when you set an appointment when you're an entrepreneur when you've got to juggle 50 million things this is how you do it sometimes you have to multitask sometimes it's not Sometimes it's not pretty. Sometimes you've got overlapping appointments, uh, but but you do the best you can and, and you show up every day, and that's what you've been doing, you know, to build your company over the last five six years. And um, and so I think I think it's great. And I you know I just, at the end of the day I just want to say thank you for making time to do the episode. You know, it is a big ask of of entrepreneurs who are building startups and building companies to take some time to talk about. Their journey, because so much of entrepreneurship is is you know staying focused on the job at hand and building the company. So, so thank you for making time to do it. I I will you mentioned that you heard about the program from Bill Myers, who's on uh, the workforce development counselor at Knoxville area Urban League. So, yeah, that's a a little jog down memory lane, and I think that's what what a great story, right? Because I think that's the same type of thing. Like like I do, uh, I volunteer for Junior Achievement of East Tennessee, which teaches entrepreneurship and financial literacy and work readiness in the schools. And we often talk about, you know, there needs to be in tandem with the concept for students of, of getting a job, also the concept of creating a job. And so, you know, you went into Urban League looking for more work opportunities, but with an, with an interest and a drive to start a company. And uh, a great testament to them and their program that they they embraced that, that they, they heard you and they saw that in you. And then helped route you to the co-starters program, which, which helped to kickstart uh, your business.
1: Yes. Uh, I'm very grateful for um, that program uh, because, you know, uh, they brought a lot of, by challenging me, they brought a lot out of me. Uh, the CC, he's not easy. Uh, <laughs> you know, this is something that you really, you know, you have to do the research on your own, Uh it's, it's all on you know they teach you to you know what, um, how to for your business name they tell you you know um, what to do and what not to do but everything is really on you to start your business which makes sense because it's your business
0: yeah no I think that's great advice I mean because because they're 100% right you know you can come in and they can point you in the right direction and they can make introductions and they can set you up with the right resources and information but to your point, the entrepreneur does have to take, you know, full ownership, right? Responsibility, um, for their business as you have done. And that's, that's made all the difference. So that, that challenge that they, that they helped put in front of you and then, you know, helped you to address to get see portraits off the ground, I, I think was that really key step as you describe it. Uh, yeah. I think it's, I think it's a great, great story and a good encouragement to listeners to definitely check out the co starters program. There's, there's, two co-starters programs in Knoxville. One's at the Knoxville Area Urban League, which you described, and one is uh, run by the Knoxville Entrepreneur Center uh, downtown on Market Square. Both are great programs. Uh, Many listeners have probably participated in one or both of those, uh, and they're certainly worth uh, checking out for any aspiring entrepreneur. Um, As you look forward to 2021, hopefully, right, uh, Mm -hmm. when, when this episode will air, then hopefully we'll be past the pandemic. You'll be able to reopen in the studio. Um, as you look forward, are you planning to, to grow the company? Are you seeking to add more people? Is your focus really on, uh, you know, signing more customers and continuing to delight them? What are, what are your plans for, for the, for the business?
1: Um, 2021, I would like to, um, yes, number one, gain more customers. Um, also to, um, get more customers to, um, towards my classes um, during this pandemic. I've done my Dess um, and the B classes for three years, and um, that's the classes I basically um, was telling you about. Um, and it basically is the journey that I had to take, um, you know, the steps that I had to take in order to, for me to become an entrepreneur. And that's mainly for teenagers to adults. Um, But during this pandemic, I have also started um, a kids' modeling camp. Um, And that was inspired by my kids because um, not only do I have a business, I have started a business for them as well. And uh, my daughter does um, bracelet handbags and my son um, does superhero comic books. Um, So, uh, and through self-discipline and uh, teaching them about entrepreneurship, they are becoming young entrepreneurs at seven and ten.
0: That is awesome. I love that. We're going to have to feature them on a future, that may be a future series of the podcast. We may need to do the youngest entrepreneurs and, uh, you know, interview some students in, in grade school, middle school, high school. I think that'd be great. Yes love it what are you know you mentioned adding more customers, certainly a priority and also serving people through your through your business consulting and coaching, so those are both great opportunities for folks listening to spread the word. Are there any other ways that the Knoxville community can help you to build your business?
1: Um, yes, um by helping me um, get the funding I need to have a building big enough to host classes, um, to help, you know, to also do my photography, to have, um, the fashion show to do my show. in. um, if they could help me fund that since I, I think I have proven myself, um, for five and a half years that, you know, with me having to fund my own business for this long without any, um, loans or funding, um, I would love to have, um, you know, that financial help uh, to, gain, to get the building that I really need for my business.
0: That's fantastic. What a great opportunity. So I think, you know, a number of exciting things happening in Knoxville, including, you know, some new ideas about uh, shared spaces, spaces for makers. And uh, I would say the maker community also encompasses a lot of the creative arts, including uh, you know, photography and, and painting, etc. So my hope is there there will be a number of opportunities coming up here in the new year, especially as people start to gather more, pending a, a vaccine and other healthy practices. That as people gather more, there'll be an opportunity, uh, like you say, to get get into that building, have that that studio space, some space for events, some space for for new shoots, and um, yeah, that's something that's something to look forward to. Something we'll talk about more. Um, I'm excited for you. Thanks for sharing your story over the last five and a half years. Congratulations. And thanks for making time uh, to be on the podcast, Renidra. I really appreciate you coming on the show. And thanks, everybody, for listening to the Startup Knox podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe to listen to more interviews with Knoxville entrepreneurs. If you want to know more about today's episode, check out the show notes on our website at startupknox.com, where you can also download a free guide to the Knoxville startup ecosystem. Today's episode is in partnership with the 100 Knoxville Initiative which aims to increase revenue of black-owned businesses in Knoxville by $10 million over the next five years. Learn more at 100knoxville.com. Join us for the next episode of the Startup Knox podcast. Thanks for listening.